Amen. Good morning, church. Thanks for joining us online. And this is where we will be meeting until further notice. I hope that you and your family are well, that your coffee or your tea is warm, and that you are enjoying the service and becoming aware of the presence of the Lord right there where you are. Amen. So here we are, July 2021, going through a third wave of coronavirus in South Africa and in a modified level four lockdown. I want to speak to you this morning on riding the wave and bring some hope, direction and instruction as we go through this present wave. Many have said that this is not a wave, it's a tsunami due to it being more aggressive than the previous two we've had. We don't even know if we are at the peak or not due to so much uncertainty at this stage. Of course, we all had hoped that by now this pandemic would be under control and our lives would be returning to a more normal routine. We hoped for cure and vaccines to be produced. And although there are presently vaccines available, it will still take a long time for enough people to be vaccinated in order to bring this under control, not just in South Africa, but across the world. Also, keep in mind that the vaccine is like a flu shot. It doesn't make you immune to the virus. It only prevents the risk of serious illness, hospitalization and death. So, we are not where we hoped we would be at this time, not by a long shot. Between pandemic and lockdowns, many lives have been lost and disrupted. Families have been affected, marriages damaged, jobs lost, and many individuals. Hope is dying. What do we as believers, as followers of Christ, do in the middle of this third wave? We know that Christians have not been spared in the wake of this pandemic. Believers have died. Believers have been sick. Believers have lost jobs and businesses. Believers have lost loved ones. Believers have experienced distress, fear, and pain too. But in the middle of all the pain and the loss, believers have hope. And believers know that the end of our lives here on earth is not the end of our existence. In the midst of pain and loss, believers have been comforted by the presence of the Holy Spirit and by the reality that our lives have meaning and purpose. Believers know that we are just passing through this life and that a better future awaits us in the presence of the Lord. We don't ignore the reality of the distress, the loss and the pain of the present, but we are aware that in this world we will have tribulation, we will sometimes have crisis to deal with. But believers go through all this with the blessed hope that Jesus will return and one day our lives will be complete with no sorrow nor pain. So, what are we to do in the midst of this wave? Well, we do what believers have always done in times of crisis, in times of war, in times of persecution, in times of pandemics. Believers bring hope. Believers engage where possible and help 
where possible. Believers pray continuously. Believers give as they can. Believers encourage others. Believers move closer to God. And believers ask for ways of being part of the solution. They seek for ways of being part of the solution and not of the problem. We need to ride this way with faith, with hope, and with wisdom and with understanding. Not just, just during this wave, but throughout the season. We need to keep this in mind. We need faith. We need hope. We need wisdom and understanding. Being in lockdown may limit some of the things that we can do during this wave. But I do know that there are some things that we should not do <laughs> in order to live a meaningful life and to make a difference to those around us. Here are some of them. Do not lose hope. Recently, I brought a whole message on this topic, but it needs repeating. It seems that every day things happen that erode our hope deposits. We hear in the news that this wave is caused by a more contagious and devastating variant. We see people close to us getting sick. All of this frightens us and brings a sense of panic or despair. But we must fight these feelings. In that message about hope, I read to you from the book of James, James 5.8 in the Good News Translation. It says, you also be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord's coming is near. <laughs> Some translations say, establish your hearts or strengthen your hearts. That is, don't get downhearted when you see the figures going up. Don't become weak at heart when you hear of sad and bad news concerning people you know. Don't lose hope. Remain hopeful. It is in times like these that we need to lean on the Lord and receive from Him strength and encouragement. So don't lose hope. Maybe if you feel you need, go back and hear that message on hope again and share it with others who may need to hear it. Another one, do not fear. Fear paralyzes. Fear impacts your thinking and decision-making in negative ways, leaving you vulnerable to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. This could lead you to make bad decisions. It could make you feel continuously anxious. The word is clear about God's position on fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power to encounter dangers, power to bear up under trials, and power to overcome the challenges of life. Love for God and for others. Fear does not come from God, for God is love. And the Word says that there is no fear in love. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You see, fear brings torment. But God has given us a sound mind. 
A sound mind, the Greek word here denotes one of sober mind. The state referred to here is that in which the mind is well balanced and under the right influences, in which it sees things in their just proportions and relations, in which it is not feverish or excited, but when everything is in its proper place. Philippians 4, 6 to 8 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer is important, and I will talk about prayer just now. It is one way we can get control of fear. But there is more. It says, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You see? You get to choose what you think about. You have the remote control of your brain. You can switch the channel from one that is frightening to one that brings peace. You can choose to think about what is pure, lovely, of good report, and so on. You can meditate. That means to think on these things. Turn them over in your mind. Focus on them. It is difficult to have faith when there is fear. On the other hand, you can use your faith to overcome fear. Turn your fear and anxiety into prayers and supplications with thanksgiving, which is a manifestation of hope. But there is another side to fear. Fear helps protect us. It makes us alert to danger and prepares us to deal with it. Feeling afraid is very natural and helpful in some situations. Fear can be like a warning, a signal that cautions us to be careful. And so you need discernment. There is a fear that is good for us and we need to make use of it. Then there is a fear that paralyzes and torments us and that must be overcome. Amen? Here is something else we should... uh, not be doing, do not lose faith. <laughs> you see, if there is one thing we cannot lose at this time, it's our faith. Our faith in God. Our faith that this season will pass. Our faith in answered prayer. Here's what the word tells us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Our faith is not determined by what we see happening around us, by what is going on around us. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. (laughs) That's a word for you and I today, isn't it? In the midst of this wave, we are called to be strong and stand in faith. So we remain grounded on the Word of God with faith in God, knowing that He is our strength. He is our provider. He is the one who will see us through this season. Amen? Another one. Do not stop praying. 
Our prayer list, listen, our prayer list has increased greatly over the past two weeks. The number of people and situations needing prayer can become overwhelming. I'm sure you also have a number of situations and people that you know that need prayer, but we cannot stop praying. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Did you hear that? You do all those things together. Let prayer be your time of connecting with God to receive from Him the joy which is your strength. Let prayer be the time where you bring your concerns and petitions to Him and lay it at His feet. Let prayer be the time where you're giving thanks for your salvation, for what He has done in your life and in those you are praying for. Let your prayer time be the time where you pray for an end to this pandemic, where you prophesy an end to every work of the enemy against humanity. And as I said earlier, prayer is a tool to drive out fear and anxiety. Amen? Don't stop praying. And please, if you have prayer requests, contact us, share with us that we can continue to pray for you and add you to our prayer requests as well. Amen. Another one. Do not stop encouraging others. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. <laughs> Notice the word says, encourage one another daily. People need encouragement every day. Now, you can't encourage all the people you know every day. But every day, you can encourage someone. Amen? So be alert to the promptings of the Spirit. As you go about your daily life, be alert for someone you can give an encouraging word to. Be sensitive to that prompting to send a text message, to make a call, to share a verse. You never know what a simple word of encouragement or a simple prayer will mean to someone. And here's another one. Do not stop encouraging yourself and looking after yourself. And here I'm reminded of the oxygen mask principle that you hear about when you fly in airplanes. If the cabin loses pressure, oxygen masks will be released above you. Place them on yourself first and then help others. Why? Because without oxygen, you will not be able to help anybody. So we need to take time to carve out time to encourage ourselves. David, he was in the middle of a devastating crisis. He and his men had gone to battle, and when they returned to their village, they found out to their horror that the enemy had destroyed the village and taken their wives and children captive. Listen to what David said. 
1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. In, in the New King James Version, it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You see, when you encourage yourself, you strengthen yourself. When you strengthen yourself, you become encouraged. This happens spiritually, emotionally, and physically. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? You put time aside to get quiet in His presence, or maybe not so quiet because you may pray out loud, maybe cry out to the Lord, call on Him for guidance, insight, and direction. Sit and read His Word. Let Him speak to you through His Word, maybe through the Psalms or Proverbs or any other passage. Become quiet and listen to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Become aware of those whispers inside, those spontaneous thoughts, those tugs in the Spirit. Receive strength from the Lord. As you read further in 1 Samuel 30, you find that after David had spent time with the Lord, he and his men went after the enemy and recovered all that the enemy had stolen and their families. As you encourage yourself in the Lord, as you take time to look after yourself spiritually and emotionally, you will find strength to live your life and to do what you need to do even in this time of crisis. Amen? <laughs> well, I hope these points will guide you in living a meaningful life that makes a difference to others as we ride this wave. Can you think of other things you should or should not do? Feel free to share them with me. Amen? Let's pray together. <sighs> Father, we need you. And as we ride this wave, Lord God, our faith is in you. I pray for everyone watching, every individual, every household right now, Lord. I pray for strength. I pray for protection. I pray for wisdom, Lord God. I pray that these points will help us and guide us in living meaningful lives, in honoring you, my God, as we go through this wave, as we ride this wave. I pray that our actions, our thoughts, and our deeds may glorify your name and be a blessing to others, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. May the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. Until we can get together again as we continue to do the Lord's will. God bless you. See you next week.